Welcome to The Christian Atheist, where faith and reason fuse in the Incarnation. Episode number 127, Chatterview with Jennifer Gillardy. Part three. Well, you're amazingly perceptive. Yeah. You really, and I, and I don't say that lightly. Uh-huh. I'm a professor. I've seen mm. a lot of people go through my classrooms. You pick up on things without even... Like being, I would say, being taught. Like I would say, going back and and grounding all these things in Hegel, you're seeing these symptoms all around mm-hmm. you, and that's what drove me into philosophy. It's like I see the world around me. I I want to understand why the world is what it is. Yeah, and that's my life journey as a philosopher. Well, and now I'm thinking, shoot, I can't seem to get the job I want with my masters. Maybe I'll go get like a doctorate in philosophy. I was just looking up political philosophy. I was it. looking to get my master's or my my PhD in political philosophy. And then I'm like, because I really do think I want to teach. But I, I look at all the jobs. Of, I looked at Penn State's website. I looked at Bucknell's website. I'm like, you've got to be kidding. I am not going to teach DEI. That's not, I'm going to teach philosophy. If I want to teach, I want to teach something Jordan Peterson, say, Jordan Peterson, Peterson has, is actually looking for instructors right now. Yeah, he has the Peterson Academy. I know. I didn't think about that, but I, I yeah. do know I just about, thought about it. it too. But I'm happy doing what I'm doing right now with my wife. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we'll we'll see. I'm trying to I'm trying to weasel my way into his con. They're they're, they're doing a conference. You know, they kind of started a a competitive organization to compete with the WEF. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Did and they're know? having their first World Economic yeah. Forum. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. World Economic Forum. They're yeah. having their first gathering in London, I believe, at the end of this month. So or the end of November, technically. Next and month, were you so. able to get in? Or I don't know. I know I haven't I just the, kind of the thought hit me yesterday and it's like now that I'm actually working for a real newspaper, maybe I could yeah, somehow maybe, get yeah. it. And I know enough people yeah. going. Yeah. I mean, I could just buy a ticket too, which would be yeah. a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I, I don't know. We'll see. I do have this kind of dream of working in that circle somehow. Yeah. Of, of those yeah. people. I mean, that's a huge one, you know, to be even in that sphere. But I just think the work he's doing is so important, along with some other organizations and people. I love Niall Ferguson or Neil Ferguson, and he's at Hoover, and I've applied for a couple jobs at Hoover. So we'll see. We'll see how right. it all. And God gives you, they say, it says in the Bible, God gives you the desires of your heart, meaning he puts that desire in you. Mm-hmm. So if you're feeling it, you know, it may be it. where he's directing you, yeah. right? You might like the most recent book we just put out. Yeah. It's called Paradise Lost, The Machinery of Evil. Oh. <laughs> based based on you... Milton's Paradise Lost. I, I was going to say, I do love, that was one of the books I had to first read in my graduate yeah. course. It was yeah, Paradise, Lost. He, Paradise Lost. He goes yeah. through each book. Uh, or each each section of that poem and right. talks about how you know talks about evil you know gives you a good understanding of evil a thorough understanding of evil. <laughs> well, that's the thing with to me when I came back to Christianity, I'm like, this is just the best way to understand human nature. Like you don't even have to. I mean that that was kind of Jordan Peterson's approach, right? He wasn't a Christian exactly. until recently. Yep. He just said this is the best way to understand the human condition. He's a psychologist and he wanted to understand the why of why people did things and. So he had that whole biblical series, you know, and he he loves to tell the Cain and Abel story and what that says about our desire for, you know, awards and riches and attention. And you can look at the Bible and not even be a Christian and say, actually, this is a really good way to understand humans and human nature. 
Right, exactly. <laughs> that was very instrumental. That that course in uh, the biblical studies was very instrumental in my coming back to Christ after 25 years as an atheist. Right. Mm. So yeah, it was huge. In 2019, I came back, and then we got married. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, he really has a gift for using logic to just crush bad arguments, crush them. <laughs> yeah. And and I love his interviews because you see people running in circles and they can't, they're just going like this and they can't. Have you ever reduce. tried to talk to him? Have you ever um, tried to talk to him? I haven't, no. <laughs> John is co- has um contacted contact. him, but he's never gone back. Never yeah. Yeah. He swims in a much bigger pond than, than all the rest of than us. Than both right? of us. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. But although we'll that see. was pretty recent for him too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. never know that the one so, thing that's, you know, God puts you again, it was seemingly a very yeah. unfortunate circumstance that turns, I mean, if anyone can turn it around, it's him. So since you've experienced both sides, you know, what would you say is the best way for conservatives to speak to the other side? I don't know if it's to speak. At this point, they seem so not willing to hear another perspective. But John, you touched on something. And this is what I have been saying for years, having been on the progressive side. Conservatives need to tell a better story. They need a better storyteller. You know, they haven't been so concerned with the arts or with movies and culture. Because they're like, well, we're conservatives. We just want to live our life according to our God and our principles. And you all go do you. Right. Which would work fine until they started pushing it down our throats. Right. Right. (laughs) Which we're never supposed to do with them. Mm -hmm. No, exactly. Oh, I I wrote a piece about that. Like when the um, Rich Men North of Richmond came out and Jason Aldean's song and I got pushed back. They're like, the problem with Jason Aldean's song is it riles up MAGA base. And I go, oh, my gosh, what have you been doing? So you guys get to have Nicki Minaj telling people about WAP and that disgusting. And we're supposed to be okay with it and give her Grammys. But we get one song one song that hits the charts, you know, Jason Aldean's try that in a small town. And all of a sudden it's, it's filled with hate and rage and yeah. it's just inciting the base of Trump. And I'm like, shut up. You, you, yeah. you have dominated this area for decades. Yes. And I know because I was a part of it. So don't, right. t- you know, like, right. but well, they the do story. need to be better storytellers. And, and there are companies yeah. that are doing that now, right? Like you've got, yeah. you've got the chosen You've got yeah. the, the company that does that. And that that's what that. that's what affected you, right? That's what really, really yeah, that was yeah. I call like the gateway drug to Jesus for me. Yeah. <laughs> was yeah. that show because it's done so well. It's not this like yeah. cheesy, it's just it's good storytelling. Cheesy right? Christian. Yeah, yeah it's not this like there's, cheesy. There's almost no good Christian stuff out there. Yeah. Well, the no. Christians have the same problem as conservatives in general. Yeah, I can't tell a good yeah. story. <laughs> <laughs> and we've got the best story out there. Yeah, I mean, exactly. It's the greatest, greatest story ever told. Ever yeah, but it needs good production value. It needs high quality sets. It needs costumes. It needs all those right. things. Like you can't say that this is just frivolous anymore right. because we are in a spiritual war. But you know, Daily Wire is starting to put out content. They put a, a new. They have a new media company called Bent Key that is targeting youth. So as a kind of competitor to Disney, they're making their own version of Snow White. Uh, And and so we're getting there. You you see that Jeremy Boring was a a Hollywood guy, the guy who started, I think it was Jeremy Boring, one of the guys from Daily Wire, which is, I think it's Jeremy Boring. He was a Hollywood guy. And he said, Mm -hmm. I just heard his story about how he's, oh no, Levin. It's the Levin guy. Jeremy Boring's part of the Daily Wire crew, but it's the other one. 
I can't remember his. We are so unconnected. To... No, yeah, I'm, we've heard, we know who it is. Well, you but do I can't think, I No, do. you do too. I can't. Is think it Andrew any... Levin? And his son works for them. You would know his work because he's written books. He's yeah, I forget. Yeah, I can't remember either. Anyway, it was his story. You know, he was in Hollywood. He was a writer and a producer, and he he had some come to Jesus moment. Although he's Jewish, I mean, but he said, "I'm not going to sacrifice my faith for this." And he started, you know, got to start Daily Wire. So there's people out there. You have like people like Dean Cain. You have people like Voight. You know, you have some people in the entertainment world standing up for this. But we're we're getting there. We're getting there. And we just need to tell a better story. Right, right, right. But we're trying. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We have three podcasts that we put out every week. So, yeah. So we're, we do the best we can with what we've got at the little pond in which we swim. But yeah. Yeah. And that's all familiar? we can do. We can only do what God's yeah. calling us to do. And however small or big, know that it makes a difference in his eyes. Are you familiar with the Chronicles of Narnia? C.S. Lewis. Yeah. yeah but I know yeah. more. I know more of his actual okay. Christian yeah, apologetic not work. Story. Not his children's stories, right? Yeah. I mean, I read them when I was younger, but I had yeah. no idea what they well, were based in. We, but now, I mean, one of my favorite ones is Screwtape Letters because it just shows you how the devil works and how evil right. works and infiltrates yeah. the mind. It's a good primer, and, that's for sure. Yeah. On what, on what, what he does. Like we just did a, an episode for no compromise about the tying of Aslan down. You remember the, the white witch, she kills Aslan. She ties him down on the, she, stone, table. On the stone table and, and just how much it's like the way they're trying to tie God down and trying to t- mm. t- bring him down to man. But the thing that released Aslan were these little tiny mice. They all got, they all started crawling up all over him and started chewing. And we, and we did an episode about how we're all little mice. We're just doing our own little part in our own little spot to untie yeah. God and let him yeah. free. You know? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I, I was a little disheartened to see what's happening in the Catholic Church. You know, they're really trying to bring God down to the culture instead of elevating the culture to God. Exactly. And that's what it seems like is going on all over the place. Where Pope was a disaster. Yeah. Yeah. We're bringing, we're trying to conform God to the world and, and, uh-huh. and you know, compromising. Yeah. Essentially, we're compromising the faith away, which really is the reason why our story isn't compelling. Yeah. We have to present it as an adventure and an adventure has danger. It has, it well, has, that's what, you know, that's it has what boundaries. It's got reality yeah. that you're confronting. And, and that's what, ha- that's what he more. said in that episode after, after Aslan's released and he rises up again. He takes the girls on this wild journey. He puts them on her, on his back and he just like jumping over things and going crazy. And, and they're terrified one moment and the next moment they're enjoying it, you know, and it's that's yeah. what we're missing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and you know, what's ride. so interesting is like, yeah, it's a wild ride. But I have to tell you, like, I'm more pleasant with myself. I'm more pleasant mm-hmm. around other people with yep. Christ in my life. I'm just not so angry. Like, of course you face challenges. Of course, hard things come. I'm having like one of the hardest years of my life, but it's not, (laughs) I'm not sitting in a puddle of tears anymore. I'm not constantly depressed. I'm not angsty. I'm not, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just like. You've been released. Yeah, I'm free. I'm happy. I'm just, Mm -hmm. I'm actually happy. You know, even though every day is not like bluebirds outside my window, of course I get sad, but just. (laughs) Overall, right. I'm a more pleasant. I, my sense of I have a sense of humor again for crying out loud. I'm not so offended by everything. I mean, all of these things you hear about the left, it's true. Like everything is an offense, right? Because right. your entire identity is wrapped up in what you believe to be true. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And th- those are usually false ideas. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So we were going to ask you what you're doing now with your life. 
<laughs> so I guess at this point, you don't know. Don't really <laughs> you don't know. know. I'm just along for the ride. I mean, I did, like I said, I'm in the process of hopefully switching writing jobs. And there um, was no, re- you just moved where you moved because your family was there. It wasn't because of. Be closer to family to get out of LA. I needed a break from California. It'd been mm-hmm. 20 years. As you know, the politics are oh, yeah. sketchy, sketchy at best. <laughs> Yeah. Pretty, the leaves are pretty right now. <laughs> yeah, at least it's fall and, and we'll see how and I how, feel in about three weeks from now. And <laughs> how did your family, How did what did they think about your faith? And Because you said they were not real religious people. I mean, they're happy for me because I seem better off. Yeah. I seem yeah. I'm in a better place. I feel more self-assured. Mm-hmm. I'm not constantly angsty with them. I'm not taking out my psychology or whatever bad place I was in on them and blaming them. I don't blame my parents for things like I used to, you know, it's your fault. You didn't raise me like that. Right, right, right. I was very whiny and very, (laughs) it's very progressive. I was very much, you know, blaming everybody else but myself. Yeah. Oh, that's good. I'm glad that you've had the chance to get back with them and make things better. So where can people find you? (laughs) Uh, you're, you're, you know, you're in a lot of different places. Who knows? That's a good I question. Mean, you put Jennifer Gillardi in, you'll get all your workout videos over here. You get articles over here. Well, you where have, do you want you people have, to go? You have nutrition stuff too. I still, my, my website, it's like, ah, do I leave this up? Do I not? It's still a lot of my old stuff. I need to update that because I'm still in transition and influx. I, I it's hard to define what my website's going to look like. So I'm like, oh, I just, I mean, I need new headshots. I need new pictures. I need all yeah. of it. Jenny's a photographer. <laughs> yeah, so we have wise photography. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of how we're supporting ourselves yeah. between that and my teaching. So oh well, great. <laughs> Maybe I'll have to come to you and do a little photo shoot. So you had two years that you've been. Like, your turnaround happened about two years ago, right? Yeah, the whole 2021, you would say 2020 started, but I, I, like I said, I came back to Christ in 2021. So I'd say about three years. It's been a, it's been a work in progress. I went back to school in 2021. I just graduated in April. So now you've kind of, it's been like six months of just kind of been. Yeah, working, but trying to find the right home for me, the right job. I mean, I am kind of this, people really don't know what to do with me because I don't have. Like a specialty. You're yeah, and I haven't been in the de- I haven't been in the swamp. You know, I I have a I'm a master's in public policy, but I haven't spent time in DC. You know, I haven't mm-hmm. been in Congress. You know, so I do have like the media skills. I have a right. lot of the production. I'm a good storyteller. You know, I'm yeah. a writer. So yeah. we're just trying to figure out like, or I'm trying to figure out, or I think other people are trying to figure out what to do with me, where to put me. Yeah. In the meantime, I just keep writing. Like I said. A lot of my work is on the website 1945. So it's one nine and then you spell out 45.com. And we'll have a we'll have a link in the description. Yeah, Yeah, you can go to my works and you know, those are ripped off fast and furious. I can't say it's it's my deepest work, but some of them I always I do try to be a little bit more than tabloid fodder. I do try to provide some insight or I don't know, just some why to it. Okay, Mm -hmm. why am I taking this position? Why do I feel this way? Right. While also just commenting on, you know, daily politics and what's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, where else? I mean, my podcast. You have your website. I have my yeah, website. But again, yeah, that's we'll a lot that of my into. old stuff. If anybody wants to find out stuff, I mean, I still believe, again, in a lot of the holistic health practices. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's I mean, on your website, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and your podcast is on the website too, right? My podcast <laughs> is on the website. And that's, it's interesting to listen and to see how the guests have changed. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. And it's like the evolution. 
And you have stuff written from way, way back too. I mean, when you were really down, I've seen some of your old, old stuff. And um, it, I mean, the the progression is just amazing. Well, I leave it up there. Eventually I'll probably take that down. I mean, I'm not ashamed of it, but at the same Mm -hmm. time, I leave it up as a reminder to myself of like how broken I was, how how much I needed Christ, how much I couldn't do this on my own. Like it just... Mm -hmm. It's too much, too much yeah. to expect man to overcome on his own. And and to think that you are the source of your own happiness and that you can rely upon your own fallen, frail right. human condition to get you out of it. Know. You're the one that got you in it. Like right. you know, It's going to be hard right. to get you out of it. So, so I do keep those things up as a reminder and people have, you know, criticized me for what I've said in the past, but that's very much a left thing. Like, well, 20 years ago, you said this. I'm like, guess what? <laughs> changed my mind (laughs) (laughs) it's good it's good for people to see it yeah Yeah. it's a woman's prerogative yeah yeah that's right (laughs) and um so one other thing was about christianity were you involved in like the evangelical world at all or just did you write to the orthodox no i was for the first year i was going to kind of this non-denominational you know, they sing, the band is up there. And what I realized, it's like, okay. And and this gentleman, Gallatin, talks a lot about this in his book. Is like, oh, I'm having an experience. I'm having an yeah. emotional. I was still crying a lot every time I went to church. Yeah. And I'm like, and what I realized, I'm like, this is no different than kind of my other my other faiths or my other spiritual practices. It's mm-hmm. like, it's all about the emotion of it. And, and right. And I, I I do have a problem with like, well, if this is, if God is the truth, why mm-hmm. are there so many different interpretations of the truth? <laughs> and how can this church say this thing, but this student is this thing? And I'm right. like, and then I see the pride flag being hung outside a church. And I'm like, well, what does that have to do with God? And right. we're all accepting. I'm like, okay, we are accepting, but what about the truth? Mm-hmm. I think ultimately that's what drives me. It's like, I don't care if you call me a liberal. I don't care if you call me a conservative. I don't care about right. the labels. I just want right. the truth. Right. Like, right. you know, it's like um, a few good men. You can't handle the truth. <laughs> I, I, I can. I can handle the truth. I know yeah. I can. So In fact, that's what we want. Yeah. Yeah. Desperately. Yeah. yeah. And because so, truth and beauty are one. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so I just think that Orthodox faith brought me closer to that. And I, for me, it's just more of a a solid foundation. And I didn't, even that first year when I was kind of back in church and going to this kind of reformed church, I remember going to a talk on Pepperdine's campus about somebody who had written a book. And I'm like, this is as much drama as Hollywood. Like, this is no different than the, like the spiritual scandals and yoga, right? Mm -hmm. Where all of them are having sex with their, I'm like, this is too much. And I get it. I know there's drama in all, wherever there's men, there's going to be drama, right? Yeah. Not men. Human. Human. <laughs> yeah, human. Humans. I know what you're saying. Yeah. Wow. Mankind. Um, wherever there's mankind, you're going to have issues. But right. it just seemed like, I'm like, I, I don't know. And I had no idea. I remember going to this talk and they're talking about these characters and these people and these leaders in the church. I'm like, I don't I don't know who any of these people are. I don't want to know them. I just came from a world full of scandal. Mm-hmm. John John Friend and Anasara Yoga and my teacher had an affair and Bikram. And like, I just came from that world. I don't care to right. know who any of these personalities are. I just want Christ in my life. Right. So, and you want to come out of the world and it's kind of the orthodox is giving you a sacredness. Yeah. You know, like yeah. a quietness. And a foundation and a ritual and just... 
the mm-hmm. same. The liturgy is going to be the same on January 9th of 2022 as it is on January 9th of 2023. Right. And to me, it, it, it is the closest thing to the truth that I've been able to find. So yeah, I don't care for the personalities of it. I don't care for the politics of it. And I appreciate that some churches are speaking up against the adoption of culture, you know, mm-hmm. the adoption, how the how, how the church is adopting to culture rather than vice versa. So I do appreciate their role in that and they have a part, but I just, I can't, it's just not me. Right. So, so I'm not, fighting it and I'm fighting the battle in another realm. That's, you all right. do that. So I'm gonna, are you saying you want the church to be someplace you can go for respite and not to be involved in all of this political mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. I mean, and I appreciate you, that some churches are yeah. like I started. I, was, I can understand I went, what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. I went to Godspeak, mm-hmm. which is the church that's kind of famous in California for not shutting down during COVID and mm-hmm. being very political. And I understand why they feel they have the pastor of Godspeak. Charlie Kirk kind of yeah. adopted him as his pastor. So I get that. And I'm glad that they are the warriors that they are. Right. I don't always agree with them. And and that's fine. But just for me. It's about communion. It's about the Eucharist. Mm-hmm. It's about bringing more of Jesus into my life. Yeah. I just really love my church back in California. I'm missing it Aww. dearly. I just was texting with my <laughs> priest and it's, I didn't think it would, would have such a, I'd have such a withdrawal, but I am. Yeah. Yeah. Aww. All right. We see it. Yeah. 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 It's evident in your face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what's evident is the love, the love mm-hmm. of God, the desire for yeah. the closeness. It's clear. Yeah. It's yeah. very sweet. Yeah. Thank Aww. you. <laughs> I get a little oh, teary eyed when I. No, I yeah. understand. I, I get it. I completely get it. We are deeply appreciative yeah. that you um, came on with us. Yeah. And it was nice getting to know you. Mm-hmm. If you Thank ever you. need anything that we can help you with, let us know. Because yeah, what we're, we're like two hours. Yeah, we're pretty close, two, actually. Yeah. yeah. Three hours away. So yeah. <laughs> I know. So it's if you nice need to, anything, yeah. So nice take a look at Christian Atheist. We have yes, no, I will. Things going on because Jenny and I have the No Compromise, which is the one we do together, and we have all okay. kinds of things on there. Right now, we're go- sort of going through G.K. Chesterton's um, mm. Everlasting Man. So I have that. That's on my bedside. It's one of the ones I'm trying to. He's harder to read than C.S. Lewis for me. He's a little more. He's deep. He's complex, a- <laughs> deep. Lewis, yes. Lewis is better at translating things into a speech that is more simplistic. Chesterton right. likes to play at the deeper images that God yes. presents, and they draw you in. And he, I've read the entire thing on my Simple Gifts podcast. So if you want to listen wow. to it, it's there. Yeah. That, um, my professor once said sometimes, he goes, sometimes I listen to Chesterton because sit down and read him just takes too much. Yeah. It, yeah and, felt- and at least if you're listening, even if you're not completely comprehending, you're just kind of soaking it in. Whereas mm-hmm. I get sit down and read and it just, particularly when I was in school, it just took too much brain power to get through Chesterton. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I listen to it when I'm taking a shower at night. And oh, there you go. That's over an and over and over again. I've come to understand an awful lot more of what's going on in that book by the repeated listening than I ever did with the reading. Interesting. I find it very valuable. It's an incredible book. He, I mean, Lewis says in surprised by joy that it was the first book that allowed him to see Christianity as a rational alternative to the worldview in which he was currently living. Mm. Um, So he said that was, that's kind of one of the major turning points in his own life. Yeah. 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 They're both good. They're all good. All right. Anything else? I've exhausted myself. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Such a pleasure. Thank you for having me. And we'll hopefully get to do it again. 
That yep, would be fun. Yep, and we'll send you some links and stuff. I am a Christian with the searching and skeptical mind of an atheist. I don't want to believe anything that isn't true. I know both sides of the looking glass, and I know them with open eyes. I choose Christ's side. I invite you to join me from wherever you stand before the looking glass. That's this week's episode. Thanks for listening. And remember, you can have your religious cake and eat it too. You can have reason, respect for science, a 21st century worldview, and be a Christian.